Good evening, everybody. We are here with our final Q&A for the second month. Hallelujah. And it will be the final Q&A before next Saturday if the Lord comes. <laughs> we are always looking forward to that eventuality because the, oh, world, all, the word always says be prepared. No one knows the hour or the day of his coming. So maybe we should also have some questions someday on second the rapture, the, the second, second coming, coming of the Lord. But we just thank God. He's a good God. It's always good. Always good. Nothing can change us. Our beliefs, our resentments, our problems, our mm. issues will never change who God is. He's good. Thank you, Lord. And He's good all the time. Father, yes, Lord. Father this thank evening, you. we once again want to thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that in your goodness, in your kindness, you saved us. Mm. We were unworthy. Yes, Lord. Nobody else. Yes, as your word says, there are many gods with small g's. None of them would have cared for us. They actually hate us. Mm. You are the only one who truly, truly has loved us from the beginning till the end. You saw our end. All that we have done, do, and will do, even before you saved us, mm. and you still loved us. We just want to thank you, Father. We just want to thank you for your goodness. Above all, for sending your only begotten Son to die that awful death on the cross to redeem each one of us. It's Father, we need to keep coming back to the cross so that we never forget who you are and what you have done. As Israel forgot, yes, Lord. we don't want to forget. Even this evening, yes, it's a Q&A, but there is a Q&A only because of Christ. Yes. yes there Lord. was no Christ. There would be no Q&A. Yes, we would only be having questions without any answers. Hmm. Yes, Lord. But in Christ, Lord, even the questions we are not able to address, it has already been answered. Hmm. We just want to thank you. We just want to praise you. We come at this time, the questions, the dear ones who send the questions, and all those who are listening into thy hands. May your hand of comfort, peace, strength, healing be upon each one, Lord, us. We commit this time into the hands, Spirit of God. Give us the wisdom and the discernment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Start, Pastor. <clears throat> yes, we shall begin. This is question number five. Uh, we'll start with question number five. This is a question on correction, rebuke, etc. Uh, it says, the last time I was corrected by my husband who rebuked me, I did not take it well. In Psalm 141 verse 5, it says, let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness. David took correction well, but I think it is pride in me as well. I believe we must take those who correct us by righteousness, uh, us Those by, who correct us, us by to be righteous, us. to be righteous and not wicked. Mm. But some are wicked scumbags too. So how do we discern this? <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is I don't want to mention the country, but it is from one of the Muslim countries. <laughs> it's a sister who got rebuked. Okay, first, uh, like there is a line which. I actually learned from my wife many years ago. 
she used to say if it does not apply let it fly, let it fly. <laughs> hallelujah okay. so whenever you receive a rebuke mm. the first thing to ask is does it apply or not if it applies don't let it fly mm. and it doesn't matter who it comes from mm. doesn't matter who it comes from because the word of god says the whom the lord loves he actually rebukes mm-hmm. he chastens he corrects and god can use different people different ways different methods to correct his children and that's where we need to have the discernment to see the hand of god behind correction mm. yes behind correction it could be a passing motorist on the road okay <laughs> like i'm t- um um uh, re- real incidents like you know uh, you have all the jesus stickers on your car or your bike then you shout at somebody on the road and somebody looks at it and says what's a sticker on your back another believer okay now he's kind of rebuking you you put this all up there you're identifying yourself as a child of christ and this is the way you're behaving in public Mm-hmm. Okay, so it can be a total stranger whom God will speak through. Okay, speak through, mm-hmm. and God can use anybody. Like we know about Balaam, God used a donkey to rebuke him, and he didn't receive the rebuke well. He wanted to kill the donkey. So God can use anybody. So the whole idea is first, don't react. Like you know, don't react. First, listen carefully, and see whether it applies or not it doesn't okay david is using a truth and is making a statement there let the righteous side smite me it shall be a kindness but sometimes it is not just the righteous it's not just the righteous god uses the wicked to test us your patience can be tested actually by the wicked shema is a wicked man but David's long suffering and patience is brought out by Shemai. Mm-hmm. Out by Shemai. He's rebuking him. He's rebuking him. Though it does not apply. What he's saying does not apply. And David doesn't fly off his handle. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because uh, this is this is stuff which we go through. Like I mean I was going through this past few days weeks because I was battling an issue. The issue was that i had to take a decision and it was like practically in the family i was kind of alone with my sister to take a decision it is a life or death kind of a decision so when things were flying around so i said tell my wife you no know, like david said when eliab said you are very proud arrogant you left that little he says i said no we are not going to get distracted by all that is happening and the comments that are coming there is a cost the cost is more mm. don't get distracted by things that are being said man don't get get distracted because whole issue is that we get carried away by that we miss what the real issue here is the issue is more we have to take a decision and the decision ultimately i have to take because i am here she is with me and i'm not going to go by all these opinions i have to take a decision one as a son and second which they will not understand as a shepherd i want to take a decision and trust god in the same way whenever you hear something what happens is it happens in homes husband and wife husband says something wife says something what happens is immediately we react 
we react okay and romba the illustration we used in the church many years ago i had a cup of water and i asked somebody from the congregation to come up and push me <laughs> and when they pushed the water spilled on me so then i asked the congregation why did the water spill on me so they all said because they pushed it is somebody pushed you i said no it's because there was water in the cup <laughs> because <laughs> there was no water in the cup nothing would have spilled mm. meaning if there is nothing in me when somebody pushes it won't come out mm. see we want to be conformed to the image of the lord jesus christ <laughs> right we all want that's a desire as a good holy godly desire but how do we know we are being conformed you need to realize jesus was pushed by everybody especially when he's on the cross mm. he is being pushed by everybody mocked and he's not a powerless man even before when peter took up the sword he said put it down mm. if i want 12 legions of agents will come we know from scripture what one angel can do mm. he says put it down one angel put it down okay he says put it down so this is not a powerless man hanging on the cross this is the most powerful man human being ever god in flesh as a man the most powerful man hanging on the cross he is being rebuked and insulted all things are happening all around him you need to realize he didn't react to that he didn't react to that so whenever we are even when the wicked say something you should listen mm. first we are we are we are labeling people as wicked okay so we don't know who is wicked who is not wicked but uh, we need to listen like i said we need to listen sometimes like there are people what we say in english who are street smart yes street smart because they have dealt with criminals all their life <laughs> they are able to see the criminality in us which we don't see which we don't see because if you are only dealing with righteous people we are only able to see righteousness we don't see the unrighteousness but those who are dealing with criminals okay dealing with criminals they are in one second able to forget all our righteousness and see their criminality because they are very familiar with that so even the word used there even if a wicked come back or abuses you we should ask this question what did this fellow see in me that is able to rebuke mm-hmm. it's like abimelech like yeah. rebuking abraham to and then said what did you do to us why did you lie yeah abimelech no <laughs> but he was a righteous man mm-hmm. okay he was not an unrighteous man he just went by his there are a lot of not the righteousness that comes by faith but the righteousness that comes by law every religion has a law so that is the righteousness that comes by religion and there are a lot of that righteous people in the system a lot of them over there and sometimes you see we received a righteousness that is by faith mm. but we do not have a righteousness that is by religion which some some people have now god has brought us to the righteousness that is by faith and mm. say now being conformed to the image, image of, of christ god. jesus but our image may be very very shallow mm. but the fact we are declared righteous by god is a gift we mm. did not earn it yes. well this man has a righteousness which he has earned mm. by the work of the law so when he looks at you when he rebukes you listen to him carefully because it is the law speaking to you that your righteousness should exceed that of a pharisee amen oh. Amen. Mm-hmm. Says, sometimes you listen okay. Thank you Lord. 
thank you lord okay thank you lord okay mm. he saw okay because just because we received a righteousness that is by faith and faith alone we are not supposed to stand there and say i'm okay yes, i'm grateful lord i didn't have to i couldn't have never earned it but we are not supposed to remain there mm. okay remain there and god is very clear about that the works of righteousness should now come if you have repented then prove it by your works of your repentance if you are righteous then show it by because a righteous life has its own works hmm. its own works and sometimes god will use somebody who's under the law to rebuke us hmm. okay like abimelech is a man under his own gentile law and he looks at abraham and said why did you say isaac also gets rebuked why did he say she was your sister hmm. why did he say yeah? uh, all of them no so you will see those things are there so simple principle is this it doesn't matter who corrects us who corrects us okay sometimes it can be children sometimes it can be children okay sometimes it can be children and out of the mouth of babes too things can come and we don't have to be see the only way everywhere the whole issue i have found i mean personally from experience personal experience and experience dealing with people sheep especially christians is that of a fundamental breakthrough each day each day fundamental breakthrough will come when you identify yourself with your baptism reckon yourself dead. dead because only the old man will keep on talking about the old man oh you forget it so easily you mm. forget it the mm. old man will talk about the hurts and the pains and the disappointments and the insults but that that man is dead mm. the new man is always receiving to see where i can receive correction oh. to be conformed to the image of christ he has no ego mm. he is meek he is lowly so this is the this is that's why paul will use that uh, that accounting term as pastor vijay will say you know accounting term consider each day in the morning it's not a easy thing but that is the way the way to life god has shown us a way to life you see you cannot have a way to a new life mm. unless you die to the old one yes put off and put, put case okay. mm. so how do you do it you have to consider yourself and there are confessions to make mm. there is you have to first determine in your heart then you believe in your heart and can the thing is that we hear all these things but we are not doing the biblical pattern the biblical pattern is that first you believe in your heart yes i am saved the old man is dead if any man is in christ jesus first corinthians 5:17 is absolutely clear all things have passed away now my simple question is how can all things pass away the old things can pass away only if the old man passes away oh, absolutely old man as long as he's alive <laughs> old man is passed away like mm. i mean it's very very you know uh when my mom fell ill and then progressively she deteriorated and she became bedridden and she couldn't get up anymore sit anymore one of the things which i did was i removed one of her cupboards from the room to make space for the hospital bed and other thing and then i said pack all her saris saris and put it away why because unless god works a miracle she's not going to wear a sari again put it away keep it there don't give it away because she has two daughters and later when the time comes let them decide which ones they want which ones because they are the only two ones who will still wear saris so what did happen all her old things have been put away 
Why? Because the person has currently reached a state where that things cannot be used again. Okay, you have to use illustrations to understand what God is talking about. <laughs> if anyone is in Christ, what is he? Is a new creation. Old things. So where are the old things? The old things is in the old man. It has passed away. That is where we start every day. Hmm. But if the old man doesn't start away, where old man doesn't go away, you know what we are trying to do is we are trying to put makeup on the old man. And some of the things, though a lot of people are actually saved, they are not progressing further because they are working on the old man. Hmm. They are not putting off the old man. Wow. Instead, they are taking all the teachings of the new man and trying to put on the old man. It doesn't work. Yeah. It simply won't work. God is not in the business of reforming the old man. He is in the business of creating a completely new man in Christ Jesus. That is where these rebukes matter. Mm, Sometimes when a scumbag rebukes you, it's very important scumbags rebuke you once in a while in life so that you understand whether it is the old man or the new man who's reacting. It's very important. Because it's it's a righteous mind. Yes, that's fine. Everybody knows a righteous man. It is counsel, huh? Guruji, Boli, and we'll say. Okay. But when the scumbag counts this thing, for the Christian, it is not that. We are not the old man receiving from the righteous man. This is a new man being proven. Are you really new? Are you really new? That is why it is it's important. Like, like I said, like I said, been saying like, Go through Jesus from the age of 12. That's the first time he speaks. Mm. Recorded in the Bible. First time he speaks. He says, I'm at my father's business. Okay, at my father's business. So that should be a huge thing for us, you know. At the age of 12, he knew his father's business. And he was found in the temple. He was listening and asking questions. And that should be your prayer. Lord, this is my, your son. That is how he was found at 12. And I want to believe that for my children. Mm. That before they each reach the age of 12, let them know their heavenly father's business. Because Jesus is the way. And you have to go all the way to the cross. Mm. And see when he's being rebuked, when he's being insulted, when he's being scorned, when he's being this thing. How does he react? How does, he doesn't, if you look at it, he does not react to anything that is being said. He doesn't react to one thing that he's absolutely focused on the cause. The cause is, I can either react to these insults and forget the cause. And the cause is lost. The cause is, I have come to seek, to save the lost. And that's what I'm doing. So these insults don't matter. Insults don't matter. Another thing which I want to tell you, I mean to tell you is this. The old self is always looking for Vindication. Sammy? Sound is gone. Okay. The old self is always looking for vindication to be declared righteous. That's the old man. Vindication now. Okay, mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. The, pro- the thing you need to realize is, one, it's a useless exercise. So leaves. Are you sure the sound is there? Okay. Can you hear? Okay. Um, it's a useless exercise. If you're going to pursue that, it's a useless exercise. Let me tell you this. Okay, we had right before our eyes. The Supreme Court, the highest court in our country, has vindicated our Prime Minister has been not guilty. 
right and then the bbc documentary comes so even if the highest court vindicates you there will be still a set of people who refuse to vindicate you. Mm. so it's a worthless exercise trying to be vindicated by people mm. <laughs> you're wasting your time okay getting guilt free without going behind bars is one thing pursue that if you are facing a case what i'm saying trying to be vindicated in public opinion leave it alone it is a worthless even if people say in your face you are just they may believe in your heart you are unjust yeah so this is a worthless exercise over which people pursue this is what opinion of people oh. it's a worthless time consuming energy consuming wasteful what do you call waste of life mm. people pursue this but god on the other side has said there is a day a day set on that day when he vindicates you everybody will know and believe and accept you are just wow. there will be no error there mm-hmm. nobody can say i don't believe because you will believe mm. you will believe mm. in that realm there is nothing hidden absolutely everything will be clear you will be forced to shut your mouth because you will be proven guiltless okay so the thing is that that is the day to which we should be looking for instead of wasting time here fighting to be vindicated fighting fighting yes proverbs will say good name is to be sought after but even if you have a good name there will be a lot of people who will call you by bad names yes, yes. now you don't have to go around and ask and get a bad name that's what it actually means <laughs> try to be as possible possible try to have a but still even if you have good name you know there will be people who will who knows who knows <laughs> so don't worry about public opinion try to be good but the fact is that why these things are important is that you know once you, because a lot of conflicts like that question if you look at it when people get upset when they are rebuked and all is because they are after a name mm. after a name one of the promises to the overcomers is that god will give us a new name a name which no one knows mm. he will give us a name that first. name i do believe like we have we have names like we have name vijay which means victory that does not mean he's victorious mm, exactly. all the time is victorious mm. a type but a name has been given mm. i have a name which is santosh which means joyful that doesn't mean i'm joyful all the time he has a name samir what does samir mean a companion okay so we have different names but the, that names don't vindicate us they they don't fit into us like we are <laughs> exactly. on and off on and off but god says you be very sure about this in eternity i will give you a name Man. and that is who you are amen so we are we are actually by faith trying to pursue to get that name amen that name okay, jesus has a name the name of all name what is his name yeshua yes. what does that name mean savior and he is the savior he is the only one who absolutely totally fits into that name yes. jesus christ the anointed savior mm-hmm. and he is that name so you see he was given a name and he actually lived up to that name mm-hmm. that that name is our vindication vindication so yes it is pride you see pride is the nature of the old man 
Humility is the actual nature of the new, new man. man. Yes. Amen. Humility is the nature. But remember, there's a humility in the old man. Oh, exactly. Mm. There's a humility in but the old man. Self, but no. it is, it is false. Self, yeah. It is not true. Mm. Because if it is true, it is, it will last. Mm. But, uh, I will tell you the difference between the humility of the old man and the humility of the old man. The humility of the old man likes being called humble. <laughs> Okay. And he's proud about that. Okay. <laughs> the humility of the new man, he's seeking that because he knows he's proud. Mm-hmm. No, that is what causes God to dwell with him. Ah, exactly. mm-hmm. See, the new man is, is centered around God. God. It's not centered around man. The old man's humility is centered around man. He wants to be known by man that he is a humble man. But the new man is not looking at man. He is looking at God. God has said he dwells with the who is a humble. Yeah, okay. So you know what? I want God to dwell with me. So his focus, the new man's centered focus is God. The old man's focus is self. Yes, that's right. And the old man also can seek the same things which have the same names. The old man can seek humility. Mm-hmm. But when he is not called humble, because he's proud, actually, he's upset. Mm-hmm. But the new man, who is actually made in the image of God, who is humble, when he's called proud, he's upset in a different way. Am I really proud? Am I proud? I cannot be because my Savior is humble. And I cannot be proud. Why did they say I am proud? Mm-hmm. Because that's not a good thing. Because God hates the proud. Mm-hmm. He opposes the proud. He gives grace only mm-hmm. to the humble. Mm-hmm. So he's immediately convicted and say, you know what? Why did that person think I was proud? Am I? He goes before God and says, Lord, am I really proud? Lord, because I don't want you to oppose me. Mm-hmm. So he's not reacting to that person at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. He received it and he's going back to God. God. And God says, no, you're not proud. Ignore it. And he's not even upset with that person. He said, okay, thank you. That was a check for me. Like, you know what? We do, I mean, people do routine once in six months, once in a year. They do a complete body checkup. All right? When the checkup is done and your results are not really good, you don't get upset with the lab technician. How dare you give me these kind of checkups? Okay, you don't get. Okay, you say, okay, at least thank God I but on the other hand, if the the checkup says you are fine, you are good. Praise God. Okay. Mm-hmm. But who is the one who can actually vindicate you? It's the Spirit of God. It is not man. It's justified yeah. by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, justified. Vindicated the by the Spirit. The thing is that what God uses different mm-hmm. ways, methods, people to give us a wake-up call. Give us a wake-up call. No? So, David had... People and some of his enemies actually made him the man after God's own heart. Yeah. Like he had a King Saul, he had a Shemai, he had a Job. These were people who actually tested him. Pushed actually him. pushed him <laughs> and tested him. And that is how he became. You know, mm-hmm. When God gives you a label, I have found after a man after my own heart. He's saying oh, even yeah. before he's been really been identified, God is talking yeah. about. But he will become Come that man one day. So you will right. realize, how do we become that man? There are two forces always operating on us. Mm-hmm. One is the forces of evil, and one is the forces of good. Mm-hmm. These forces are both operating on us to make us what we are. Mm-hmm. God doesn't tempt anyone with evil, but he allows the evil one to tempt us. Yes. Tempt us. And when 
he tempts us our victory the very he uses evil people mm. to tempt us so that its test itself mm. leads us to our victory like mm. i said no if you only live among saints you may feel saintly that doesn't mean you are a saint yes. to be a saint you have to live among evil men then only you will know whether you are a saint then only your faith is tested because in a community as a church right community as a church you you cannot be we are insulated we cannot be isolated yeah. if you are isolated you will never ever ever really know what is happening you will really never know what is happening oh. no that's we cannot be that's why jesus was always among the crowds hearing knowing and dealing with the problems the pains and the issues of people that is why he was a man of compassion but if you was like our gurus indian gurus go cut to off. the himalayas mm. cut off don't want to hear about anybody don't want to know about anybody is entirely self it is about self i want to become righteous god says you cannot be righteous that way so immediately when they come down and they are tested they fall jesus on the other hand was right in the middle of the people and therefore you know what he was a saint among sinners Sinners. and he became a very compassionate person because his ears are always open to the issues of others we cannot isolate ourselves these are all i mean there is evil around there are evil people around there are goodness around good people around we have to be there in the middle of it and people will say things and when people say things as we say close this question like that saying i think it's a us saying my wife says if it does not apply let it fly but also be very very careful sometimes it may apply and you still let it fly pastor <laughs> there is actually a verse in ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 21 22 23 if you can put it in an iv it's interesting pastor if you can read it it will be very on the same lines actually ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 21 <laughs> Do not pay attention to every word people say or you may hear your servant cursing you for you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others all this i tested by wisdom and i said i am determined to be wise but this was beyond me <laughs> okay so but the other thing which i was saying is that you know because will our life is made of interpersonal relationships especially in homes if your husband or your wife is saying the same things over and over again over a period of time don't let it fly mm. don't let it fly <laughs> oh it does not apply no it does <laughs> it does apply there is something that is causing it causing it. like it's a simple thing with the body like you know if you have recurrent headaches coming in the doctor will say you know what maybe you need to do an mri mm-hmm. you need to do a scan maybe it's something much more serious like certain things if they are diagnosed early mm-hmm. you know it doesn't become life threatening yes yes comes the same thing goes in marriages when a husband is saying something to his wife or a wife is saying something to your husband over and over again and you say it does not apply to me and you ignore it suddenly one day you wake up and realize the person has asked for separation wow. and you will realize the cause was what you heard seven times a week 30 day times a month 365 days a year and you did not you said it did not apply hmm. 
you did not apply. So you have to be very careful that you don't make the judgment, it does not apply. It is God who makes a judgment, it does not apply. Amen. So we have to be careful about these things because you know what? These things, these things, these things really, really matter. The things really, really, a child keeps saying, children keep sometimes keep saying, and don't push them. Don't push them. Be very careful. Sometimes, you know, we get overzealous. Overzealous. No, like, like, no, I'm talking about hearing, no? Like, my children would say, I hate this subject. I hate this subject. No! You have to do it. The reason could be because I love the subject. <laughs> okay. Now the problem is, over and over and over in each grade, the child is saying, making the same t- statement. The child is trying to tell something to you. It is not in me to pursue this. Don't push me into it all my life. Because unlike the West, in India, we make decisions. We make our choices for our children. Otherwise, we are there. So you have to be very careful about it. These kind of things. You know, I'm talking about career. Many things children will talk. You have to be very, very, don't say it does not apply. It does not apply. Okay, this evening, uh, after the message, I want to post on the church website, not website, group, uh, one of Derek Prince's messages, only 22 minutes. I want you to listen to it. It's basically talking to young people. But I looked at what you are saying. It's not young people. It applies to everybody. But it's very, one of his old messages, a clip of 22 ministries have put in over there and it's very powerful sometimes to stay back, listen to these things and you know, just speak to and realize okay, he's saying something is this the reason why I'm going through something? is the reason why things don't move forward? okay, see uh, like I said eternity is getting closer and closer Getting closer. You look around, unless you are absolutely, like what they say in English, bat blind. <laughs> and we don't know a scripture at all. We don't, then we don't know what is happening around us. It's getting closer and closer and closer. And uh, we need discernment. How to live this last days out. And I'm telling you, one of the most important things that we need in the last days is living out relationships. Because the Bible says in the last days, men <coughs> shall be lovers of themselves. Don't fall into that, that category. Mm. That is where you have to judge. Lord, am I a lover of myself that I always want my way and I don't care what others go through because of me? Lord, am I that? This is where we have to be very, very busy. Theory is one thing which you hear from the pulpit. Practical is what you live out. And you always have to ask yourself, am I really at the core of it? Okay, I'm not doing anything bad. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Am I living your life? It is no longer about good and bad. Am I living your life? Am I truly, really, really a lover of Self. And that self could be a self doesn't like bad, only likes good. But actually you'll do the good only what that self likes and not what God tells you to do. Mm. And you can be caught up in that trap. Mm. That's how good people get caught up in good traps. Like, I don't know, it's reference or somebody would said that. You, know? you make what you call the, the police puts, no, what is it called? Cuffs, handcuffs. The, whether it's a handcuff of steel, or velvet, you are imprisoned. Mm. 
bondage of religion for the righteous man is always seeking to do good and by seeking to do good all your life you may end up never having done the will of god and allow christ to live through you that's what i said the new covenant life is a completely paradigm shift we have to be very careful about it this is not a religion it is entirely based on a relationship so therefore we have to be very very discerning it's a very good question it's a very good question but the answer is a, it's, it's a very big answer it's a difficult answer because <laughs> the question we need to ask ourselves in these last days am i a lover of myself am i really love am i pursuing things which only i like and they are good things they're not bad things but ultimately if i have to do something which i don't like but my wife likes but i'm not going to do it and there's nothing bad in what she likes but i'm not going to do it because i don't like it i don't like it Okay, that's why parenting is a very interesting learning process. When men become fathers, suddenly they realize as the children start growing up, you have to do a lot of things with them which you don't like. You have to play their games. You have to talk their talk. You have to read their books, <laughs> and sometimes you have to eat their food. Mm. <laughs> It is the death of self. <laughs> you cannot run away from that because god put it all has a process to make us into his image because when god became man he was playing our games living our life eating our food mm. living among us which he didn't have to do he's a completely set apart person but he became one of us he became one of us so, you know you have to go through that process all these are processes which we have to go through and that is how we are confirmed because you know what patience is not given as a pill mm. patience is not learned through impatience situations mm. with impatient people how much patience as a child have zero doesn't have but the problem god gives you children so that you will have patience yeah. So you don't get mad with the child. You don't learn. You don't learn. You don't. You know. He says the child is for you to learn patience. You learn patience. The best person to learn patience from is do babysitting. They will teach you. Now, honestly, I'm telling you. I've been staying in the hospital. I've been trying to feed my mom. it's very difficult to feed her because she doesn't swallow all the antibiotics and i've been coaxing her one spoon two spoons one spoon two spoons one two spoons and i was actually god was saying no do you see how difficult it is for you two days do you know how many years she fed you that way and he says how you has men he was actually telling me do not know what mothers go through it doesn't even cross your mind what mothers the pain and the patience they take to feed their children now you realize to get two spoons in how difficult it is do you know how many months and years they did with all their children 
and they never got angry they never got upset they were only worried that you were not eating and when men come back home they say what did you do i am the one who went to the office and worked all day what did you do over here mm. they don't even realize what they do okay so it's an eye opener for us mm. all these things are eye openers because sometimes we as men don't understand women at all what the wives are doing what the mothers are doing we don't understand at them at all and they sometimes don't understand them at all us at all because sometimes when they come a woman who's a housewife when she comes and sees the man at the office and from morning till evening the pressure is facing then she realizes oh i didn't realize i thought office was so easy so but you work with understanding you work both that's why this bible talks about <coughs> living with, with understanding, with understanding. so understanding. that no <coughs> it is through these processes we are be conformed to the image of jesus christ so when you hear a rebuke don't assume it does not apply and if it does not apply don't get upset by it hmm? don't get upset because some people get upset by everything even a notice board upsets them <laughs> okay. Upset. okay okay so leave it alone yes pastor richard also there's another question on perseverance because you're talking about patience patience etc uh this question is based uh, is is question number 18 oh. it's two parts okay the last two slides uh this so is what we will just do a few questions so you need the backlog is uh, we have so story. many questions okay it says uh of late the thought has been constantly coming to me that god always that all god's work is dependent upon his blessing meaning uh only when god blesses some certain things then only then you will see the result often we work faithfully but despite all our faithfulness there is little result we apply ourselves with diligence to the task but all our diligence is unproductive unproductive we exercise faith and we give ourselves to prayer but our efforts are largely ineffective where does the trouble lie would you say we lack the blessing of god we who serve him must learn to look to him for his blessing okay i gave the answer last sunday's message this is from okay uh 1 corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 and 7 paul plants paul's waters and 8 9 i planted apollos waters so they both are working diligently faithfully but god gave the increase so neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters out but god who gives the increase he who plants and he waters are one each one will receive his own reward according to his increase is that what is written no no, no. his own labor labor you are not see we can only do what our part is to do our things right the 30 fold 60 fold 100 fold mm. is in god's hands yes not in our hands but some may bring 100 fold because they did it the way that should bring 100 fold mm. but we don't see that increase we may not see that increase in our lifetime at all mm. i don't think paul really saw his increase in his lifetime by the time he entered it looks as if he had decreased mm-hmm. but today we see his increase <sighs> okay so he who plants and he who waters Not. that is our labor Yes it is a blessing of God but you see if you go back to the question the blessing of God you know uh 
All his work is dependent on his blessing. Yes, on his blessing. Or the blessing means blessing. This is such a huge word. Mm. A huge word. But when we do what God has asked us to do, and we don't see a result, don't automatically assume that your work that you did was wrong. Mm. Because certain results are time bound. It is meant for another time or a time later. Mm-hmm. Or a time later. Because like I said, uh, uh, going to Genesis yes, yeah. 8 and verse 22, mm-hmm. there is this law set. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this law set. While earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. So there is a law that is set in. You plant, you water, the harvest has its own time. Okay, Some things come very fast. You have noticed some plants come very fast. Some take a long time. You put some take a long time. Okay, In the same way also, we are sowing in the spirit. When we are doing what God is asking us to do, we always have yeah, go to, I think, this thing will keep coming back depending on the questions we look. Second Corinthians 4.18. 4.18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, wait a second. How is this possible? While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the fact is that we are always looking at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. But this is the way we are called to look, mm-hmm. like by faith. Mm-hmm. Faith is always thing, looking at not things seen. which are not seen. Not Meaning when you do something, when you look into the word of God, the spirit of God speaks to you, when you do it, you are not always looking for the result in the realm of the seen. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you are looking for a reward in the realm of the unseen. There is a day when God will reward you mm. for your labor. Yes. There's a day when God will reward you. You may receive no reward now. You may not be even acknowledged by man or even in the church. Like I'm telling you, most of the real genuine intercessors in the kingdom of God are not known. Are not known. But they will be known that day whose works are very visible to the public, will be seen by the public. But the others are not seen. Others are not seen. But actually the success sometimes is dependent upon these people. See, when Jesus talks in the in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about three things about doing it in secret. Mm. One is your prayer. The other is your fasting. The third is your giving. Now, why does he say to do it in secret? It does not mean that you should not do it in public also. When a church proclaims a fast, everybody knows. When we pray in church or pray as a community, everybody knows. When we give, sometimes, everybody knows. Mm. But why does he not talk about that, which is also part of Christian living, but talks about the secret one is what he is talking about being consistent. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because that is the test for the old I'm man. <laughs> the old man does not want anything to be done in secret. 
he wants every good work to be public, to be known, because he's looking for acclamation. He's looking to be lifted up. So that is why God says, try to do it in secret because it is death for the old man. Mm. Yet Christ is lifted up. Mm. Christ is lifted up. So we need to realize when we are doing all these things, don't look at the increase. Don't look at the increase. Leave it to God. Mm. Because how can we measure increase? Yeah. <laughs> like if you look in our yard over there, we planted that sapling and the mango tree has come up. Right? The mango tree has kind of come up. One day we will be moving out of this place. Another person may buy this place. Ten years from now, only you will know the increase. <laughs> right? Okay. It was interesting. I was going in a cab to the hospital and the cab driver was a very nice young man. He says, sir, uh, don't feel offended, but to first, every passenger I always say, one day, matram, and he said something. I said, yeah, I'm not offended at all. Go ahead, say it, no problem. And I said, sir, the reason is this. I learned you always have to thank your forefathers and what they have done. Sir, all these trees around were planted by our forefathers and we are getting the shade. About okay. Simple young man in his own mm. religion. Okay, no, we don't look down upon the Mohave righteousness that is of mm. faith alone, therefore we love. We don't look down. We listen to them and say, mm. Thank you, Lord, even among them who do not know you. There are nice, simple young people. I mean, think about where will you find a cab driver like, like that, that or Uber, yeah. this thing. Mm. About, no? yes, yes, so he's, he's talking about our forefathers did something. Yes. And they died and left. We are enjoying their fruits. Enjoying their fruits. Okay, right? We are enjoying their fruits. In the same way, we do. Hmm. We don't look at the increase. We don't look at the increase. We don't look at the increase. Leave it to God. Hmm. Bible is very, very clear. Okay? Because sometimes if we are looking at the increase, hmm. we will stop doing what we are called to do. Because sometimes some of the things which God is asking us to do may not be even for our generation. Oh. Let me ask you this question. In Genesis uh, 13, God tells Abraham, lift up your head, looks. Mm. And he says, he's where I give it to you and your descendants forever. And then he tells him, get up and walk. And from that time, Abraham is a nomad. He's not allowed to settle. He's moving from place to place to place to place. And you be like, what a pointless life is. The people, his friends, rich friends must have, why don't you settle down? Can you give them an answer? <laughs> no. no, I cannot settle down because my God told me not to settle down. But 500 years later, you have a nation called Israel. Because that man <laughs> did something. He didn't see any increase in his lifetime. He didn't see any increase in his son's lifetime. He didn't see any increase in his grandson's lifetime. The grandson actually had to take his family and leave that country and go and live in Egypt for 500 years. And then 500 years later, you have a nation being formed because a man obeyed by faith. Wow. So that's how you have to see because mm. until you start looking into the answer, that's why the Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for, mm. the evidence of things unseen. The only way you will understand the unseen is somebody who is in the unseen speaks to you. Yep. 
And when he speaks to you, you shut your mouth, shut your brains down and just do what he says. Because if you're going to look into the scene about what he's in the unseen has spoken, you're going to mess your life up. Mm. But years later, you will see. Because I know the way God told me to do things. It didn't make any sense for years and years and years from the time when I stepped out in the ministry. The kind of things which he asked me to do, it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now you look back and you realize, oh, okay, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. But then did you see? No, you didn't see anything. You didn't see anybody. You went, trudged those roads, traveled those travels, went to people you did not know. Like the Abraham. Actually, the life of every believer, believer is patterned by Abraham. Abraham. He went knowing, knowing where he was going. Where he was going. But the one who told him to go knew exactly where he was sending him. Mm, that is faith. It's not you. that nobody knows where Abraham is going. God mm. exactly knows where Abraham is going. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible says. He's the author and, and the, the future. He has seen the yes, end from yes. the beginning. That is the life. Therefore, mm. we keep on doing. Mm. Don't look at results. Don't look at results. Mm. Don't look at results. Hallelujah. And if you see results, praise God. And pray it doesn't become temporary. This goes into generation after generation. Pastor, there's another question which, again, I feel that you should answer because we're talking about faith and fear. Um, this is question number seven. Uh, it says, uh, Satan is a master at using our fears. He will try to torment us into ineffectiveness. A lack of the fear of the Lord allows room for doubt. Does it allow room for doubt? We seem to fear man more than God. Why is that? Is it because we don't see God and we see man all the time? There's again something which is related to what you already spoken. Yeah. So, The fear of God, uh, actually the fear of the Lord is not related to this question. The fear of the Lord is connected with something else altogether. Mm. It's all together. It is basically our aspect which the Holy Spirit does in us so that we do not sin against God. Mm. Okay, sin against God. It has a whole lot of different blessings connected with that. Blessings connected with that. And I will tell you, one of the blessings, okay, I don't want to go into the fear of the Lord because that's a sermon in itself. But we need to realize we live in the temporal. Live in the, I mean, I was talking to, I don't want to mention, I was talking to somebody. When people go through crisis, you know, sometimes you show them scripture, and sometimes you show experience. And both, that's why experience of people are mentioned in the Bible. Mm. Right? In the Bible. So I was telling, this is how I thought it out. If I stand up for God, and I continue going forward, God, what is the Worst case scenario. Maximum that can happen. <laughs> Falsely accused, thrown into prison, beaten up, died yep. in prison. It's the worst case. I reconciled with that right in the beginning. beginning. So after that, there are no fears. <laughs> worst case scenario. Second, it does not matter what people say. Ultimately, you have to vindicate me. Mm. If I'm trying to get vindication from people, like I said in the earlier, you will never be fully vindicated. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. It's, it is simply not possible. Even your own wife will not vindicate you. Because she knows you're good and bad. Mm-hmm. God is the only one who will look at the Christ in you and vindicate you and see, I see no evil in you. Wow. Because he sees his son. 
Amen. Now, no man can do that. It is impossible mm-hmm. for man to see only the Christ in you and say you are vindicated. Only God can do it. Wow. So it's it is a worthless exercise trying to be vindicated. <laughs> That's why God is able to look at Israel who are wandering in the desert because of their rebellion and say, I see no iniquity see no in Jacob, Jacob because he's seeing Christ and mm-hmm. not them. Wait for God's vindication. So that second, what is the this is how you get into serving God, I'm telling you honestly. Because the devil understands the power of fear. So that's one of his primary weapons. Okay, one of his primary weapons. I'm telling you, you know, the thing is that this is how I looked right in the beginning. Right in the beginning. What is the worst case scenario? So always I have only been concerned about others who are dependent upon me, Lord. So I always used to say, Lord, I have surrendered my life to the worst case scenario because I, I, I understood Revelation 12:11 very early in life. That you cannot overcome the enemy if you love your life. It is not possible to overcome. You want to defeat the enemy. There is one condition. Yes, the blood of the lamb. That is what is there. Two, your testimony. That is second. But he should not love your life life even unto death. death. Mm -hmm. Even unto death. And the church in Smyrna, he says, be faithful unto death. death. So these are things. And I thank God, like I said, no, God had ordained our lives. Like I grew up. I came to the faith and I did not have a church. Then I moved into a country where there are no Christians and no church. And then out of a small, tiny little bookstall over there, right at the border, I go in there and say, I need some books to carry in. And I look there and I find Richard Wombrand's God's Underground. Watchman Nee, who was in prison for 21 years and was hanged. Another man who was in prison for 14 years. I pick all these books as a very young 23-year-old boy going in for his first job. And for the next two years, my simple good news Bible and the testimonies of these men framed my thinking by the time I come out of that country. Wow. I took that as the normal Christian life. Hmm. Hmm. You need to understand. I took that as a normal. This is a normal Christian. It's a formative. This is a normal Christian life. You will be persecuted. Mm -hmm. You will be, should be willing to die for Christ. You should be put in, you may be put in prison. You may be hung for righteousness sake. This is a normal Christian life. So after that, you know what? All the other things kept on coming. Okay. You were fascinated a little time, but your default setting was this. And you know what happened? You could always deal with fears. Of course, my concern was always for people who were dependent upon you. That was a real concern, always. And you know what? I look back in life, God has been always been faithful about taking care of people who were dependent upon me. Because this was my thing, Lord. I made a commitment to you. It's my personal surrender. But I can only offer others to you, but I cannot surrender them to you. They have to surrender. Amen. That's I, can, right. I can offer my children to you, Lord. But this is when about my children. This is what I always prayed, especially when they were small. Father, I never want them to look at their father's God and be ashamed. That they should be able to say one day, they should never say their father followed God and we were not taken care of. And that never happened to them. Amen. Never happened. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I said, I have chosen to live a life where I can give up anything, anything, anything. That's different. That's my, my, but they haven't done that. 
I want them to do on their own one day. But I will not force upon them. Then I will put a different picture by saying, this is the kind of God you are. And that's not who you are. Mm. Everyone has to make a free choice out of their free will. And I make my choice. And you know what happened? The fears left. Fears left. Why, why? Of course the fear will. And you deal with that fear immediately. You immediately learn how to deal with the fear. Because if you have taken care of the last part, and then you look at the other part. Okay, he did not live, love their lives even unto death. And then Christ comes and says, I am the resurrection and the life. Any man who dies does not die. Okay, now, for this, for you to actually believe. See, believing, I said, believing and thinking are two different things. You think as you believe. Okay, for you to believe what Jesus tells Martha about Lazarus, at about no, I am the resurrection of the life. For you to really become your core belief, first you need to have reconciled with Revelation twenty one eleven. Then only it, this will become real. See, you cannot isolate scriptures. Mm. Once you have reconciled, this is Christ. This is what He demands of me, and I'm willing to go with His demands. I will not my love my life even unto death. Once that has become your belief structure and you go into this, that becomes real. I will not die. I will not die. I cannot die. Mm. I cannot die. So death holds no fear. Why does it hold any fear? Because this has become real. This now becomes real. Now when this does not become real and you're saying, no, even if I die. But the question is, then why are you always afraid? Mm. If it is uh, um, John 11, 25... Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, they're very yeah, yeah. powerful. Eleven, twenty four, twenty five. Yes. Yeah. No. Sorry. Uh, I know that he gave. Jesus said, "I am the resurrection and the life. Who he who believes in me, though he, he may, may die, die he I shall, shall live. live. He shall live." Okay. Now you look at the apostles in the in the scriptures. If you look at the apostles in the scriptures, the simple question you need to ask is that we look at Stephen, we look at Paul, we look at all these people, and you say. How were they so fearlessly die? And the answer is, because they did not love their lives even unto death. Yes, yes, yes. That was the reason. So you cannot have one without the other. Mm. You cannot have one without mm. the other. So, yeah. You have to have, this is, see, there are two sides of it. There is what God, God promises, and then there is man's obedience. It comes to pass. Okay? So man's conviction and obedience is this. Revelation 12, 1. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. We can never overcome Satan unless the blood of the Lamb had been shed. Mm. Right? God could do anything. One, two, three, four, five, six, nine plagues. But to get Israel out, he had to shed the blood of the Lamb. He had to shed the blood of the Lamb. Mm. That was what defeated the destroyer. Mm. He couldn't touch Israel because the blood of the Lamb was there. And they came out. They came out. See, the devil was defeated by Christ on the cross. So, my victory, I can do everything in the Bible and still fail if the blood is not shed. It is the blood of the Lamb that brings my victory. And then, the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony, like I said, why the testimony is so important is what a man believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth. Your confession is always connected with your belief. Belief. So if your confession has to be right, get your belief structure right. Belief structure means, who do you believe Jesus is? Mm. Not was. 
who do you think anyone who comes to must believe that he, he is. is who is he who is he who is he that's why i said it is good to go through the red letter bible to look go through jesus words in any situation because jesus is going through a whole kind of situations and he is showing us the way to live how does a man of faith live he is facing a situation what does he say what does he do okay i learned a lesson he is facing another situation what does he say what does he do so there is a there is a life of christ being exemplified over there mm. and we know what we are trying to do we are just trying to appropriate, appropriate it. so the blood of the lamb has defeated the enemy in the heavenlies and now the word of their testimony you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and the third thing is your dedication for the cause so they did not love their lives okay let me ask you this question 40 days goliath came and challenged israel mm. they loved their lives why did they all run away because they loved their lives <laughs> because they all loved their lives mm. why was david able to step forward mm, yeah. because he did not love mm, his life even under death because you are more zealous about the name of god mm, mm, mm. it's not that you shouldn't love your life mm. but you should not love your life more than god if you love your life more than god then you will put away god mm. david loved his god though he had all these testimonies and all that do you really think he was 100% sure he would win no no mm-hmm. he did not even have a sword in his hand mm-hmm. but he is willing to take the risk mm. he's willing to take the risk he took the risk and god gave him victory and this is where it comes you know if you love your lives let me tell you you will never be a missionary mm-hmm. never be in missions <laughs> missions are always full of risk every time i have traveled it's always been risk i go to the middle east it's a risk i go to nepal it's a risk where is five years imprisonment if they catch you for proselytizing i go to the other country it's a risk if they proselytize they catch you or in prison you go to malaysia and it's a muslim country any other countries i go it's always a risk india it's a risk no hugely it counts a risk now you don't have to go and invite us but you have to also be willing to face it yes, exactly otherwise yeah. you cannot never be you can never be in this you can never be in this because the kingdom of god is a kingdom of it advances by violence mm. it's a spiritual violence you are not fighting flesh and blood you're fighting powers of darkness powers of darkness will use flesh and blood to oppose you that you always have to believe that you know i will not die before my purpose is finished i will not die before my time you have a purpose for me like that's why i said our life that's another question which we need to look at it yeah. which is connected with the kingdom yeah, okay yes. so fear that all kinds of fears are there and you have to address your fears you have to sit down and talk what are you afraid of what are you afraid of what are you afraid of people are afraid of losing their name what name what name what difference does it make that's I, that's what i said everything has to be looked in the temporal and the eternal whatever you get on earth is temporal even if it's a name <laughs> even if it is a name. what difference does it make to a dead man everybody says he is good <laughs> we have in india is a constant politician dies yatra goes amar jab tak suraj chand rahege tab tak tumhara naam rahega second day they have forgotten <laughs> 
as long as there is they use as long as there is sun and moon your nimble name lives forever they put a statue of him with his hand up some guru comes and breaks his finger suddenly study we are talking about actual statues of political leaders standing here in the city with his middle finger up what happened to his name <laughs> what happened to his name what do you why are you fighting and living for this name That's what Shakespeare said when Mark Antony is speaking over Caesar's body. The good that men do is often interred with their bones. The evil lives after them. Mm. So forget all these things. Your name is irrelevant. Mm. Your works are irrelevant. All these things are actually irrelevant. Mm. People will move on. If you die, even your wife will move on. Mm. Your children will move on. <laughs> that is the nature of life. Please understand that. <laughs> okay, all these romantic these things and the fact of life is that people all. I'm sorry. There was a, there was a, there was a question. No, my wife was asking as her husband during the death. She was in a deathbed, and she asked this question to her husband, and she says. Um, Will you be able to uh, live without me if I die? And he says, "No, I'll become mad." Mm. And she says, uh, "Will you marry again? Mad person can do anything." We are honestly, we are pursuing. If you actually sit back and think about life, those who are pursuing the temporal—that's why the book of Ecclesiastes is a powerful book for those who pursue the temporal. temporal yes, most of us want to pursue the temporal. We don't have the money or the power to pursue it. And there was one man to God gave him everything. He gave him three things. He gave him money. He gave him power. He gave him wisdom. Because sometimes to pursue certain things, you need to have wisdom too. So he gave all three, and he pursued every avenue in the temple. That's what he says. There are, there are under, under, the under the sun, sun and vanity. Mm. There are two th- words that is repeated over there. He pursued everything under the sun. That means temporal. Everything temporal, and he achieved it. And at the end, it was empty. Even righteousness under the sun is under empty. The, everything is empty. So we are so. I mean, that's what I said. Hmm. They say in English, the best teacher is experience. That's the second best teacher. The best teacher is somebody else's experience. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You know, I I heard man of God says, and no, it was true. Even this morning, I was listening to somebody, and he was saying that. No, those of you who are sitting here and listening to her, these are all dead men gone long ago, like this Miss Smith Wigglesworth and all. These are all great men of God. These are all people who are dead and gone. Hmm. No. And they will make this statement like this. They'll make a statement like this. You're sitting there and listening, and just casually, what you're hearing. It took me 43 years of ministry to understand, and you're just getting it like this. Bah! You do not know how blessed you are. The statements that I make are gold. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. That's and then he makes another statement. That's a stunning statement. He opens this. Somebody comes, a Baptist man comes and argues with him. And he says nothing. He says, "Let's open the Bible." Mm-hmm. He says, "Go to First Corinthians chapter fourteen." And he says, "Read verse two <laughs> and three and four. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. 
He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. He asked him, do you understand these three verses? He said, no. He said, the epistles are written only for people who have been filled with the Baptist, with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. It is not written for the others. You will not understand scripture. What do you answer to that? Wow. Oof. He says, you will not understand scripture. All epistles were written in their time to everyone who was filled with the Holy Spirit. There was nobody who was not filled with the Holy Spirit in the yeah, churches. Yes, yes. And they understood it. You cannot understand it because you deny the very thing which you need to understand scripture. So your interpretation of scripture is from your head, not from the spirit. Mm. What do you answer to this? That is, that is, that is a stunning, stunning, it's a blow. What do you answer to this? Oof. So you have to always look at the eternal. <laughs> You have to look at the eternal, the unseen things. So, why do you want to fight with the Baptist? Simple thing, why do you want to fight with the Baptist? We love the Baptist. We love them. You live with your interpretation. But I see things differently. Why? Because I am able to see in the spirit, the unseen realm. I see you. When I read the word of God, I am able to see how the word of God is dealing with the unseen realm, which you don't see. You are living in the, in the seen realm. So, all these things affects you. But the things that we see are temporary. Mm. Things we do not see are eternal. Therefore, we always need to have this question. What I do, what effect will it have in eternity in my life? <laughs> because real life is not now. That is real life. Whatever I am doing, what will, what effect will it have on my life then? Because that is where life is going to be looked out. And how God will pass out or give his rewards. Rewards. Mm. You're going to get a body that never tires. A mind that does not have need restrictions. You're going to get all these things. But the question is, what are you going to do in that kind of body? If you did not prepare now, seeing the unseen. Yeah. What a waste. Mm. What a waste. So you have to see life that way. Yes, Pastor Vijay. Yes, Pastor, we should go to the question which is on the kingdom. Mm. This is question number two. Okay, because they thought they were connected. Again, this is all based upon character, yes. Mm. The kingdom does not come by watching and waiting. It comes from within. Once you receive the kingdom, meaning the reign of of Christ in your life, it begins a work inside you that changes you from the inside out. Character begins to develop in you that could never be developed by any other means. How do you explain this? See, uh, if you go to Romans chapter 14, okay, Romans 14, that, uh, 10, verse 10, 10, 10, 17 and 10 actually, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17. Romans 4, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Mm. Now, why is eating and drinking brought over there? It is not saying we should not eat and drink and that we do not mm-hmm. eat and drink in the kingdom. We do will eat and drink. Jesus says, until the kingdom comes, I will not drink from the fruit of the wine. So that's not what it's talking about. Whenever this word eating and drinking is mentioned, don't misunderstand as, just as eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. Eating and drinking here means the temporal. Because what is the most, what is common about all of us? We'll all in the temporal eat and drink. If we don't eat and drink, we will become dysfunctional in the temporal. To do anything in the temporal, we need to eat, we need to drink. So eating and drinking is connected with the temporal. 
Okay, for the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is actually brought in. See, righteousness, peace and joy are products. Product results, yes. But it is actually brought in by the Holy Spirit. Mm, the person, yeah. The person. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to understand. It is brought in by a person. When you are talking about Jesus, the representative, actual representative of Jesus Christ in the kingdom in us is the Holy Spirit. Yes. If the Holy Spirit hasn't come to us, into us, the kingdom hasn't come into us. Yes. That is why in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 38 and 39, uh, 38 actually, yes. when they well, ask what should we do, he says, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That is mm -hmm. also okay. But what do you get? You shall, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is the key. You, the Spirit of God comes in. You are born again of the Spirit. Now, He is the representative of the King. Mm. Okay? Now, the problem is we are living in monarchy. Sorry, in democracy, democracy. So, we don't understand how monarchy... Like, I love grew up in a monarchy. And you have towns. Towns. Every town has a fort. In that country, that fort is called a zong. You will see on YouTube, your old ancient forts, D-Z-O-N-G, zong. That is the headquarters of, like we would call it, a district collector. The head of that person is called a zongda, meaning he sits there. He is a representative of the king, of the king. In that town, his word is law. Wow. Hmm. His word, nobody dare cross him. Boy. His word is law. His word, because he represents it's the king, king over yeah. there. So there, they have their robe kind of a garment, and everybody has their scarves which they wear. From the color of the, the scarf, scarf, you, you know. can make out which category you fall. Mm. So the king's scarf color is different. And the ministers are different. The Zongdas is red. The common people are all wear white. So you look at the hierarchy, you can make out. So there is the king. The king rarely visits these towns, maybe once a year, once in two years. But this man rules on this. That is how in all monarchy abuses took place. Even if you had a righteous king mm. in Delhi, let us say Ashoka is a righteous king, his lords are ruling other places. So what happens? This man can be absolutely abusive over here because the king has no idea what is happening over here. So he will be a mini king over here. That is how the abuses took place. Okay, But in the kingdom of God, we have an extremely righteous, benevolent king. And has his personal representative for everyone in the kingdom, his spirit is given. The Holy Spirit represents Christ in us. That is the kingdom comes. And then he empowers us. There is a baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to become his witness. We are not called to become our witness. We are called to become his, his witness. witness. Yeah. That is Christian life. Christian life is to witness Christ. Mm. And you can do it without even opening your mouth. Mm. Everything, let your conversation, or KJV will use, actually means, does not mean your words alone. It means your manner of life. life. manner of life becomes your witness. That's your witness. You cannot witness the life of Christ without the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But without being born of the Spirit, you have nothing to witness. Amen. You're witnessing only your life. Mm -hmm. Once you have born, like, we see these two aspects 
on the day of Jesus' resurrection, the evening he came, breathed upon his disciples and said, receive the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. So yeah. they are the first set of people who are born again by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Forty days later, before he ascends, he says again, don't leave Jerusalem to the same people. Mm. Don't leave Jerusalem until you have received power from above. Mm. Because the promise of the Father, when the Holy Spirit comes, comes you. you will receive power. So the, what happened 40 days earlier is they were born of the Spirit. Ten days later, they are baptizing the Holy Spirit. Because you can you can realize the baptism. If you go to Acts chapter 2, it is from heaven. Okay? So that's the first time, first time you will realize it's always. Then after that, you don't see that. But first time it's very clearly mentioned so we understand the origin and the place. Okay, The Bible says, Word chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, right? 2 was 1, yeah, two, three. 2, 2. Okay. Acts chapter 2, verses 1, 2, 3, etc. Mm-hmm. Yes, Pastor. Chapter 2. Mm. And suddenly there came a sound from? Heaven. It was from above. From heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Okay. Mm-hmm. They saw what seemed like divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with their tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the first thing that happened when the Holy Spirit filled them is that their conversation changed. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mother. First thing God does is they start speaking in tongues. The Spirit filled them. They Spirit spoke. filled them. But they spoke. This is a lot of people don't understand it is so very easy. It's mm. so very easy. But they're complicated. No, 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 no. You have to speak. Mm. The Spirit will give utterance. It will, those words will make no sense because if it made sense, then it wouldn't be a mystery. Hmm. We just read in Book Corinthians 4, 14, the man who speaks in tongues speaks mysteries. If he is speaking in his, if I, now I am speaking in English, is it a mystery? No. no. But if I were to speak in tongues, yes, it is a mystery. Yes. Unless there is interpretation, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. So they all started speaking in tongues. As God gives, but again, when it comes to tongues, there are varieties of tongues. Okay, let's not go into that. Okay, so the kingdom of God now has come in and it is being manifested in power. Mm. See, you can have a kingdom. Like you can have a baby. Like we have babies in the church. They are babies. They are babies, but they have no power. But five, ten years later, fifteen years later, they can do the things which are doing because now they have power. So when they were born again, they were born again, the kingdom of God has come in. But they don't have power. power. They don't have the power to witness that life. They are all babes in Christ. They have no power to witness that life. Because when you want to witness that life, the whole world is going to turn against you. Because you are witnessing a life that is contrary to the ruler of this world and the agenda. So, So they need power. And when the Holy Spirit comes, what they receive is power. Okay? Now what is going to happen over there, there is going to be a conflict. Mm. There is going to be a conflict. Some places there are in conflicts because the kingdom had taken over nations. But they did not hold it till he came because mm. he said, occupy till I came. Yeah. So they did not hold it. The enemy's traps worked. Then generations grew up who refused to accept that <coughs> Jesus Jesus of the Bible. Mm-hmm. They want a religion with the name Jesus, but it is not, they are not born again, they are not filled by. So that's what you see, the persecution in, people say, Christian countries. Mm-hmm. But they are not Christian countries. 
they are not Christian country. A Christian country is a country where born again, spiritual people live. That's a Christian country. But when the majority of the people are not born again, they are only born in a Christian family, but they are not born again, then you cannot call the country or that person a Christian. Mm. Because you cannot be born a Christian. Mm. You can be born a Muslim. You can be born a Buddhist, Hindu. You cannot be born a Christian. Our children, because of our faith, are set apart. Mm. Only the children of believing parents are set apart. Sanctified meaning set Mm. apart. But they still should get to know the Lord personally one day. But functionally, positionally, they have been set apart. So you don't say everybody born in a Christian family is a Christian. They are not. They are not. So you have a fundamental issue over here. So the kingdom of God, now going back to the question, the kingdom of God comes in. Once the kingdom of God comes in, it is, see, it is only going to work in partnership with the Holy Spirit. It is not going to work. It is not going to work otherwise. Don't even try. You will be a born again Christian living the old covenant life and you look at them, all of them failed. Even the greatest among them was John the Baptist. He also failed. And he was put in prison. Everything changed. Doubt came in, fear came in, head went off. Paul and Silas were put in prison, they were praising. What is the difference between these two? Because this is an old covenant person, these are new covenant people, filled with the Holy Spirit. But you can be born of the Spirit, born again Christian, in the new covenant, and yet live like an old covenant, because you don't partnership with the Holy Spirit. And that is where Corinthians 3.17 comes, Second Corinthians 3.17 comes. The Spirit is Lord. Second okay. Corinthians, yeah. Okay. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Mm-hmm. So every day of our struggle, the man of faith, the man, the born again Christians, is to establish the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You can be Lord and still follow the Bible. But you are Lord. Yes. You're still Lord. Or the Spirit is Lord, and you are not Lord. And if the Spirit is Lord, you will be very, you will fi- finally realize that you don't have autonomy. Mm. You don't have autonomy. Here you have autonomy. Like I said earlier, you may be a good man or a good woman, but what you are doing is you are doing the good prescribed by God, but it is not prescribed by the Holy Spirit. Prescribed by the Holy Spirit, but here. You're doing what the Holy Spirit is saying. And it may not feel very good to you. Hmm. Because often when the Holy Spirit is telling you to do things, the old man gets nothing out of it. Gets nothing out of it. Hmm. Old man does get nothing out of it. But the like I said, if you go to Hebrews 11 and verse 6, okay, it's a very powerful verse. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Okay, so now the thing that we say, so the objective of faith itself is to please him and not yourself. See, people have turned faith into anything they want. It is okay. You can use faith. Like, you know what? If, like I said, faith is something, if you want to put it very bluntly, something like this. Faith is something like this. It's purchasing power. Now I can use this to please God. I can use this to please myself. Mm. I can use this to please somebody else. Yes. Mm. But real faith, 
which pleases God. Faith that pleases God is the faith that we use to please Him. Mm. Please Him. Okay. To please Him. <coughs> so, when we come to Him, we should always, because God says, you know, in through James, you ask but you do not receive. receive. Yes. Why don't you receive? Because you want to spend it on your own lust. Your, your own lust. Mm-hmm. While entire purpose of the promise is that through this promise we may escape the, the lust mm-hmm. that comes through lust. Mm-hmm. But you are using the same promise to indulge in the corruption. Mm-hmm. The promise you are using is the same, mm-hmm. but the problem is you are using this promise to indulge in the corruption. Okay, now. The issue is, this is is the thing. The thing is that when we use this word lust and corruption, we automatically think it must be something evil. Mm. It doesn't have to be evil. Mm, It can be good. Mm. But it's about you. Mm. It's not about God. It's not about His kingdom. It's about you. It's about the old man. It's about the old man. And that is where we have to be very, very careful. Very, very careful. So this character development, when you are talking about character development, if you go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, 6, 16. No, 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 not that one. Uh, 5 and 22. 19 is the flesh, 22. Okay. Now it is called fruit. And Jesus illustrated it very beautifully because he's talking about kingdom, right? Kingdom fruit, kingdom character is the fruit of the spirit. Kingdom character is the fruit of the spirit, okay? Actually, this is the fruit of the spirit. The only way this fruit can come is by, like, there is a branch. Out there, the mango tree, there is a branch. If you want during the season a mango to come on that branch, the branch has to stay in the tree. So, so he is the tree. We are the branches. The only way is, my whole thing is to abide in Him. Jesus said, if my words abide in you and you abide in me, abiding in Him. And it's a real thing. Abiding in, abiding. No. Abiding is not like living, two people living under the same roof. See, husband and wife can live under the same roof and not abide in each other. To abide in each other, they should be very carefully listening to each other. Mm. Listening to each other, especially the wife, listening to the husband. Because that's how the order is given. You see, wife submit your husband in all things as unto We are talking about an actual Christian couple, a godly Christian couple. Wives, listen to your husband in all things as unto the Lord. Husbands, love your wife as Christ Jesus loved the church. And that's a, that's a very huge thing. It's very difficult to judge that thing. But the other thing is very easily judge. You can judge. Am I submitting or not? See, I, I, it's very easy for me to judge my submission to God. It's very easy for me to judge. But it's very difficult for me to judge my love for my wife. Mm. Because yeah. the comparison is Christ. So it's a, it's like an ocean. But the other thing is much very easy. I mean, you, you, you don't need uh, rocket science to understand. You know where you have submitted and where you have not submitted. It's very easy. 
So it's easier for a woman to actually understand whether I am submitting to. So when a woman submits to her husband in all things and a man loves her with the help of the Holy Spirit, they are actually abiding with one another. Mm. Otherwise they are just living under the same roof. They are not abiding. They are not abiding. So God uses these terms and that's why he brings a marriage over there. And couples are called to abide with one another. Husbands, love, live with understanding. Why should you live with her with understanding? Because because primarily makeup is different. And let's accept it. doesn't matter who the woman is. Every woman has been factored by God to be primarily emotional. Emotional. And they are usually always led first is emotion. So he says, understand their emotions. You don't have to go with it, but understand it. Mm. Understand it. And wherever it is, caution, feed their omissions, meet their emotional needs, do that. But where it is destructive, don't do that. And children are also like that. All see, when a man who actually understands how the kingdom works and how the Holy Spirit works, his life is not very easy. He cannot live his life without the Holy Spirit. Because imagine you are a man married with a wife and three or four children. You are dealing with all emotional people. The wife is emotional. That's her makeup. God made her that way. The children are all emotional because that is their makeup. And you are supposed to deal with all this and live with understanding. Hmm. And you'll realize this is the way you have to live. You realize I cannot do it. And God says, exactly. You cannot do it. You need me to do it. You need me to do it. So he says, abide in me. Let my spirit be your Lord. You need my Holy Spirit to live. And you look at that. It's important. Okay, The fruit of the spirit is the first fruit of the spirit manifested in a believer's life is love not other things first so the first thing you see in Acts chapter 2 38 onwards is the love in the church everything else comes later if you don't have love you don't have anything else don't look for peace and joy and long don't forget all that the rest of the things cannot come cannot come because the first thing the Holy Spirit births the fruit of the first thing that he actually generates in a new born again believer is that he looks and he realizes, I love the people. I really don't know. They are family. Exactly. They are family. Now our grandchild is born, right? Have you seen the grandchild? You no, know? No, no, no. But every morning, you know what? We look at the baby. Okay. Now the baby is actually a stranger. We haven't seen the baby. We haven't heard the baby. But you love the baby. Why? Because he's born in your family. When you're born again of the Spirit into God's family, and the first manifestation of it is that you realize, you know what, you love your church. You love your church family. That's my family. You love. And the rest of it, you see, if you do not have love, you cannot have joy. You cannot have peace. You cannot have love, long-suffering. Because if you want to have the fruit of long-suffering, first you need to love the people in the family. Then only long-suffering can be produced. Yep. Because you have to love them and you realize it was not like the old days. These people are not actually lovable. But you have to love them. And it's being birthed in you because they are part of the family. And long-suffering. Like I said, the parenting is a huge thing. When the baby comes, the baby has no patience. He has no regard for your emotions, <laughs> your feelings, nothing. But you need to love that baby. 
if you don't love the baby i'm telling you you will have no joy for the baby you will have no peace wow. about the baby you will not have the long suffering to sit through the days and the nights and sit through as they grow up for the baby the kindness to keep on showing as the baby falls and the child falls the young man falls and come back the good continuously be to good even to the falling <coughs> child and continuously be faithful as a father to that child i got your back and therefore I will not put up with your junk but I am a father that never changes and to be gentle all these things will never be produced if you don't have the first thing which is love so the first thing god produces is love that's how it works this is the kingdom thank you this is the kingdom and that is where this is important okay and therefore all these things we need to understand so you go back to the question struggling about the kingdom the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy but where does it all come from how does it all start what is the first thing is yes, god is the one who declares you righteous he gives you a gift of righteousness it doesn't mean you feel righteous he has just declared you righteous he's declared you righteous but what is the first thing the spirit of god births in you is love first thing he births in you is love and if you don't have it and if you keep on asking god and receiving it in increasing measure your character will not change character will not change you can ask for as much peace as you want you know what there are people with lots of money which have plenty of peace <laughs> and plenty of joy you can call it happiness if you want but what they don't have is they don't have love so all those things can be in a temporal human thing too when you are talking about things that are connected in the kingdom of god if these things have to be so if you look into any home because ultimately we are talking about a home the church is a family and we have families in the church you look into any family the devil doesn't touch peace the devil doesn't touch joy joy he just touches love everything starts falling apart i'm very unhappy there is no peace in my house the problem is there is no peace in the house is because there is no love in the house so no love in the house if there is love in the house the rest all can be handled whatever issues are there it can be resolved how less you have you still can have joy <laughs> the issue is you see we are trying to trying to deal with things without going into the core issue the core issue we need to realize and jesus made it very simple he said you know, the entire law hangs and the prophets hang on this thing love god with all your heart with all your mind all your strength with all your soul love your neighbor as yourself either this is the whole gospel is about love so the fruit of the spirit the first thing the holy spirit generates is love and if you don't love the rest of the things will never you will never grow in any of the but if you grow in love all these things will start coming in all the other things are connected it's like the the arm put on the full armor of god the first thing is put on the belt of truth because on that hangs everything when the roman soldier comes back to his garrison he takes his belt of his whole armor comes off it's all connected to that it's tied at the back to the belt everything is tied to that so he takes it off and he puts the whole thing off so in the same way if in fighting the devil if it is truth living it is love and if you don't have love you don't have so don't try to manufacture joy and peace <laughs> go sit with each other and say the fact this is the fact that is 
Like I said on Sunday, no? If a woman believes in her heart and confesses in her heart, <laughs> my husband doesn't really care for it. They won't say the word love, but doesn't say care. Doesn't care. Okay? Then you, whatever you try, so you say, I'm trying everything, but there is no peace in my house. There's no joy in my house. I'm really suffering long, but nothing is making a difference. <laughs> the reason is this. You have to change that perception. Wow. Sit down and say, why do you say I don't care for you? Mm. And she will simply say, you don't spend time with me. That's the reason. It's okay. I'm going to spend time with you now. That was the whole thing that I'm trying everything else. I'm taking, working overtime, doing this and being very quiet when you shout at me. I don't say. He said, you are trying all the wrong things. You just need to ask, why is that you think I don't care for you? Because you never spend time with me. Oh, that's it. Okay, I will spend time. You call your boss and say, I'm taking two days leave. I'm staying back home. What happened? We are facing a huge crisis. (laughs) (laughs) You just turn that around. You suddenly realize everything is falling into place Mm. because the whole idea was there is somebody who matters to you in your life who thinks you don't love me. And everything else you are doing is not bringing peace or joy or gentleness or kindness. or <laughs> Nothing is coming over there because this thing is not factored. Mm. You factor this thing in, peace comes in, joy, joy comes, comes in. in. Before you knew, children are all happy, house is happy. What did you do? You address the main core issue. Because the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. Mm. When we reach heaven, we will actually bask in the love of God and we will realize everything that is happening is because God is love. God is love. That everything he does, hmm. he is holy, he is righteous, he is truth. How does it help me? Honestly ask. Born in sin, shaped in iniquity, God is holy, God is light, God is truth, God is righteous. How does it help me? What helps me is God is love. Wow. Thank you, Lord. If God is not love and is all these things, I am doomed hmm. to hell forever. Wow. But what redeemed me is God so loved the world. He sent his only begotten son. Need to understand. And then because he is love, the Holy Spirit births his love in us. That is a fruit of the love. We love light. We love truth. We love righteousness. Because we love what he loves. Because he loved us first. So we learn to love the things. We learn to love the person. We love the person. Okay, I love my mother because she loved me first. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't love my mother first. Mm-hmm. She loved me first. Then when I look back, okay, well, people can say whatever this thing in Bakal. Let us say the whole, all of us sitting over here. Wherever we have reached because after God, mm-hmm. it is our parents, parents yeah, our absolutely. parents. And I look at all of us five siblings and say, and of my parents, yes, dad was there, mom was there. Honestly, looking at him, mom wasn't there, none of us would have reached anywhere where we are. Wow. So you can, looking at that, you can forget everything else mm. and say, you know what, she's the reason where we are. We are there. Therefore, now, it is a time, time, it's interesting. I have two Nepali helpers. Mm-hmm. They are learning Malayalam words. No? So now they are telling my mother with a spoon, 
ഫാദർ their husbands they were learned so it didn't matter what their husbands were alcoholics abused they always listened they were taught that way okay so what happened since my ma- my father died 30 years ago so my mother has been a widow for 30 years literally 30 years okay <clears throat> but the mind works that way everybody else can try to feed her should shut her mouth but when i tell her open her mouth she opens her mouth when i take her one more spoon one more spoon one more spoon one more spoon she feeds you see culture matters today we are christians without a christian culture they had a christian culture without really being christians now we need a both both combination amen 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 hallelujah okay, we need a both of that we need to learn from their christian ethos and christian culture how did they face which a modern woman would crumble under pressure how did they face without blinking and raise up all their children and sacrifice and put them up everything without even blinking and year after year after year after year how did they do it today in malayalam it's onno onnare pullare ullu meaning you have one one and have children and they are pulling their hair i cannot manage and yet we have every luxury possible today everybody has cars and fridges and acs and mixers and this machine and that machine they had nothing my father till he died did not even have a bicycle not that he could in afford but he walked never drove a two wheeler he never did knew how to drive a two wheeler or bought a car they had none of these things but they did such a fantastic job oh, as parents mm. without even the knowledge of the bible <laughs> they never read the bible but they were brought up in a christian culture which permeated their inner beings that's what we are talking about the kingdom matters kingdom matters so the kingdom is just not a matter of talk mm. as paul says it's a matter of power the power of the holy spirit is manifested in our day to day lives you try to get all the principles of the kingdom of god by meditating on scripture and try to do it in your own strength you will fail morning wake up reckon yourself dead to invite the holy spirit because he has to be invited he will not push you he is an absolute total gentleman devil pushes you he will try to possess you but to the holy spirit you have to surrender spirit of god i surrender today i don't know what is lying ahead today i always tell sufficient and go to matthew 6:34 as we close 35 34 trouble there off <laughs> sufficient yes. unto okay do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own thing sufficient for the day is its own trouble what is that today there is trouble as <laughs> <laughs> sparks fly up man is born to trouble god has said there is trouble today sufficient unto this day of the hour is its own trouble so there is trouble that's also seed time and harvest when sin was planted trouble started 
until Jesus comes and the millennium, post-millennium, trouble will cease. So there is trouble. The question is, if there is already trouble has been prophesied into that day, you need help. So when the helper comes, oh Lord. what is he called? When the, help. the helper comes. Okay, so simple question is, do we understand and practice these simple principles? Wake up each day, first reckon yourself dead because that old man will mess up that day. As such, there is trouble that day and this is a troublemaker. <laughs> so reckon yourself dead. Then the new man is there. But without the spirit of God, the new man is weak. He is helpless. So do you invite the person in and say, Lord, help me, please. Help me. Start that day. One day at a time, you do it. And suddenly you realize, you know what? You're able to live a victorious life. And you will, you don't have to, like, now this is the month of February. You don't go and look in the month of February under the mango tree. I'm looking for the mangoes. There are no mangoes at all. Foolishly cut it down. You don't say that. You don't keep looking for it. But when it comes, you will know. You may not know. Others will know. Others will know. You will not know. See, the mango, mango tree doesn't know. We see. So yes. others have to see. They'll say, you know what? He's a loving person. He's a, she's a loving person. He's a kind person. He is really patient. He doesn't lose his handle easily. He can handle it. She can handle it. They are able to see. Why? Because it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's how the kingdom is manifested. So the kingdom has its own many, but what is the core thing of the kingdom? Into each person to whom the kingdom has come, the representative of the king came. That's how the kingdom came. Wow. That is how the kingdom. Mm. How did the kingdom come into me? Mm. His own personal representative came. That's what Jesus says in John chapter 14. I will send a helper, oh, just, a counselor, just, just like, like me. me. He will be with you and in you forever. forever. The Holy Spirit is not going to leave anybody forever, forever and ever. He is the personal, even in eternity, after the millennium. How are we going to live under God? Because this was God's plan from the beginning. He knew man would sin, all that he knew, but he had his master plan. The plan is Christ in each one of us. The representative of Christ in each one of us is what? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. Is the Spirit of God. And that is the person you have to ask. He is the one who gives you this strength. Mm. And if you are born again, you have the Spirit. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, ask. ask. You will receive. Amen. And then don't think. Open your mouth and speak. speak. These are simple things. Simple things. Paul says, I speak. I speak in tongues. I pray in tongues. Mm -hmm. I sing in tongues. Yeah. Sing. I mean, telling you. You tell me songs which you like. Richie, tell me one song which you like. Hymns. Any song which we sing. You know the tune? Yes, you know, you know the, the tune of the, the song? song? Yes. You know the song? That's how you sing in the spirit. Yeah, exactly. You take the tune. And then sing in the spirit. Sing in the spirit. Yeah, exactly what I do. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you have your favorite song? Yeah. You take the tune and you put it. Open your mouth and sing that tune in tongues. Amen. That's Amen. How Thank so you, you Lord. And I'm telling you, it's the more song beautiful. It's more powerful and beautiful than the other one. <laughs> exactly. So that you can understand. It is limited. But this has no limitations. Hallelujah. 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 That's what we do all the time. We pray in tongues. We sing in tongues. 
Thank you, Lord. You see, I remember one of the worship practices like, we did. But there, like, actually. especially <laughs> most of the songs which I sing in the spirit are Telugu songs because I don't understand the words. Hallelujah. Even the Telugu words is a mystery to me. <laughs> so I like the tunes. Yeah, yeah I like true. the tunes. So it's very easy for me to take the tune and sing in tongues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is how you. These are all facets of the same spirit. This is how you live a kingdom life. Amen. And the most comforting factor of the kingdom life, as opposed to the world. I'm telling you, you you have to get this in. Probably this is the most important thing you have will hear tonight. In the kingdom of God, there is absolutely no competition. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The world is based on competition. Mm. The kingdom of God, there is no competition. Each one is running only his race. Mm. Nobody can steal your crown. Mm -hmm. You can lose it. Mm -hmm. Nobody can steal Mm -hmm. your crown. Nobody can steal your name. Nobody can steal your rewards. Nobody can steal your blessings. So that's the most liberating truth (laughs) to understand in the kingdom because the whole world is based on competition. Even homes are based in competition. Joseph's, Jacob's home was... Destroyed by competition. But the kingdom of God, and you have to get in. If you don't understand that, you will really not be able to function in the kingdom of God, in a church. You know, there's no competition. I don't have to worry about recognition. Pastor sees me, doesn't need me, doesn't call me, doesn't call. You don't even have to worry about it because it's got to do only with God. It sets you free. When you go to work, it doesn't matter. My boss notices me, doesn't notice me. I'm, you don't even have to worry about it because you know what? Ultimately, these are all temporal. The eternal is coming. And only the eternal matter. And there is no competition there. You, can you imagine the liberty it brings? That you are not in competition with anybody. All you have to do is what God tells you to do. You don't have to compete for God's love. You don't have to compete for God's approval. You have can strive for God's approval. You don't have to compete. Uh-huh. These are two different things. It's a liberating factor of the kingdom of God. And that is what the Bible is saying. Where the spirit is Lord, there is liberty. There is liberty. There is liberty. And that's the walk of faith. You are free. You are free. Okay, And that's the interesting Pictures you see in the Bible. Joseph is the only son who is free. <laughs> because he has nothing against his brothers. He's free. But they are in bondage. They are in bondage. Okay. And yet he's the one who is successful at the end. He's the one who reaches the top at the end. Okay. See it that way. We are free. Yes, Pastor Vijay? Amen. Thank we'll you. We'll close for the night. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for teaching us the simplicity that is in you. Lord, that the Christian life is not too complicated. It is allowing you to be the Lord of of our lives, Lord. And I pray, Father, that the truths that we learned, I pray, Father, that, Lord, that will become truly a part of our inner man, that you will work in us and you will rot in us your character from the inside out. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us so many truths and teaching us so many new things. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, you gave us an opportunity, even as we surrendered to the teaching of your word, to sanctify us, that you would wash us, wash us of all the filth that we might have gathered through the week, the ideas and the thought patterns of this world which are contrary to the kingdom of God. Wash us, O Lord, and sanctify us and set us apart for your purpose. 
enable us to run the race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We give you glory. Even as we come to the end of the day, we commit ourselves to you, O Lord. Grant us a good night's rest and grant us another day, O Lord, in the land of the living. And prepare us, enable us to prepare ourselves continuously for your coming. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.